1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at two hundred k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's pacaso.com.
3: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks,
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, together. Buck, I'm uh, I'm rocking the Hawaiian shirt in honor of our buddy Rhett Lewis, who for years, I don't know if he's wimped out, but he used to always wear the the flower shirt on the last day of path. It's kind of a sign that vacation yes. was on the, on the way.
4: Yeah, vacation is definitely on the horizon. It's been a long little uh, grind going from the regular season to draft season. Uh, and so now you can kind of see it. You see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of, Having a little time to get on the beach, kind of hang out, chill yeah. out. So, yeah, your wine shirt is very appropriate.
0: Yeah. The other thing, by the way, before we jump in, we're going to do uh, kind of go through our favorite picks by team and we'll go through the entire league here in just a moment. But have you done what I've done the last couple of days, which is you come up for air and you're like – Son of a gun, how bad is this gopher problem we've got in the backyard right now? Like, I had no idea. This is like – it's like a playground out there
4: for, for a gopher. I've got uh, weeds yeah, that yeah. haven't
0: been pulled. Like, I've got all kinds of stuff going on over here.
4: Yeah, trying to catch up on the projects. Um, Trying to catch up on everything. Like, like everything kind of goes on pause yep. for a minute when you're getting ready for the draft and trying to put everything together because, you know, when you're working on shows and you're doing all the other stuff, getting ready for the big event, the three-day weekend, Um, it takes a lot of time. And so – yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back. I'm trying to settle in, trying to figure out like, oh, I need to make a vet appointment for my dog. I need to do this. So many <laughs> things to do, you know. Yeah, it's that it's that type of a week, man. I just went to the. I got my car washed. I was like, golly, my car is filthy. Oh, my car is my car is dirty. Like, yeah. so dirty. <laughs> yeah,
0: because you're like, man, I this is like on the hierarchy of needs. Having the clean car with all the other crap we got going on is not real high up there. Um, but yeah, so I got the, I went made a trip to the grocery store. Uh, and then uh, got the car wash, so we're uh, we're back into normal Good life now.
4: You back, you back in back in the mix. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go. We're, I've, I've printed these out, Alpha. So we'll just go Alpha. I'm going to read off all the names quickly, and then uh, you grab a name, I'll grab a name, so we kind of get two guys to highlight for the draft uh, for each team. Mm-hmm. You ready to roll? Yep. All right, Arizona Cardinals, Paris Johnson from Ohio State, the big tackle. Uh, B.J. Ogilari, edge rusher from LSU. Garrett Williams from Syracuse, the corner. Michael Wilson, uh, big wideout uh, from Stanford. John Gaines, guard UCLA. Clayton Toon, the quarterback from Houston. Owen Papo, the fast linebacker from Auburn. Uh, Keitrell Clark had a good week at the East-West uh, at Louisville. Mm-hmm. And then Dante Stills from West Virginia. Who do you, who do you think there?
4: Oh, I think B.J. Ogilary is the guy that stands out to me. It stands out because we talked about this team needing a pass rusher, and we thought that pass rusher may come early in the draft. And so in B.J. O'Jelari, what they're doing, the Cardinals are gambling on a guy with outstanding athleticism, first-step quickness, and burst. And you're hoping that that will translate into sack production. And so if they can get that, it'll solve a huge need, maybe one of their biggest needs in terms of being able to get after the quarterback so O'Jalari comes in as a second round pick, but man, they have to have a big role for him because they need him to play at a high level immediately.
0: Yeah, not like a thumper, but a real athletic, uh, you know, bender and can run him on stunts and loops and all that stuff. But they need some pass rush, so I like that. When I want Michael Wilson, the big uh, wideout from Stanford, who they got in the third round pick ninety four. Uh, he led Stanford in uh, in touchdowns last year, only played six games. He's been hurt throughout his career. He's had some drops, but we saw him mm-hmm. uh, at the Senior Bowl. He had a great week down there. He's big. He's physical. He can run. Um, so upside pick there. I like the idea of taking a flyer, taking a shot on him in the third round. Um, all right, so that's the Cardinals. Let's get to the Atlanta Falcons. Bijan Robinson, eighth pick. Matthew Bergeron, the guard from Syracuse at 38. Uh, the comeback in the third round gets Zach Harrison, the edge rusher from Ohio State. Clark Phillips from Utah in the fourth round. Uh, the corner, DeMarco Helm, safety from Alabama in the seventh. And then uh, uh, Jovan Gwynn, the little guard center from South Carolina in the seventh round. So that's the Falcons.
4: Here we go. I'm going to go with Matthew Bergeron. Uh, his ability to play multiple spots up front really helps this offensive line. There's a big conversation about why would the Atlanta Falcons expend a luxury pick on a running back. Well, what you can do go and do that based on what Bijan B. Robinson is as a playmaker. If you go back and handle the offensive line, this is a guy Bergeron who started on both sides. He can play multiple positions along that front line. And so, for Arthur Smith, as you're trying to put your best five on the field, Bergeron plays a key role in that.
0: Yeah, and there's been a quarterback carousel in this in this uh, division in the offseason. Um, getting Clark Phillips to come in as a corner who can play inside, can play outside, I think he's going to end up being a nickel. Had six picks last year, taking the ball away. I think as like these offenses are getting adjusted in this division to all their new quarterbacks, like he could be a sneaky rookie that, that all of a sudden you look up and you're like, hold up, this dude's got like five picks uh, this year because mm-hmm. he knows how to find and play the ball.
4: He absolutely knows how to play. One of my favorite players, one of my favorite corners in the draft, I wrote down in my notes – I thought he might be pound for pound the best DB in the draft.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad way to look at it. Uh, it's a good take. Baltimore Ravens, wide receiver Zay Flowers, pick 22. They get Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson, uh, pick 86 in the third. Uh, in the fourth round, Tavius Robinson, linebacker from Old Miss. Caillou Blue Kelly, uh, the corner from Stanford in the fifth. Uh, Saleh Alamuve-Lalu probably messed that one up. The big tackle from Oregon in the sixth. And then Andrew Voorhees coming off an ACL from USC, a guard they got in the seventh round. Uh,
4: Let's go Trent Simpson from Clemson. Uh, This is a team that has quietly been trying to fill this linebacker void for a while. Got Patrick Queen, but he hasn't lived up or played up to expectation. Made a trade um, with the Bears to get Roquan Yeah, yeah. over Yeah. You know, and still, and here you are, still using a a pick to try and address a situation that you thought you probably is sufficiently filled. Even though it's a third round pick, we expect third rounders to still eventually be starters. And so, Trent Simpson, someone who's super athletic, not as instinctive as you would like, but man, maybe they find a way to unlock his talents. If they do, maybe they finally solve that 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 void that's really been open since they lost C.J. Mosley.
0: Yeah, uh, no, he can run, man. He can really, really run. And they have done a good job of, of finding some linebackers historically, he, even outside the first round. Uh, they've done a nice job scouting that position. I'll go with Zay Flowers. I mean, to me, he's a first-round pick. Uh, a couple thoughts are: Number one, you give Lamar five for 260. Um, hey, let's give him some mm-hmm. more dudes so that he can make us look smart here. And, and this offense is going to morph under Todd Monk, and they're going to be throwing it more. Um, so let's give him some more firepower. They did it with Odell. Now you bring in Zay Flowers. And – Quick thoughts on this one, Buck. If you're, you know, everybody has their blind spots, and the Ravens, mm-hmm. I think there's something crazy. The stat is like they're the only team that's never drafted a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, the only organization, never. So they've little. but they've had success with vets the Anquan Boldens, the Derek mm-hmm. Masons, the Steve Smiths. Um, they've been able to get some success with those guys coming in. So my thought on that, real quick, was Zay Flowers, the comp, who he kind of played like, same frame with Steve Smith. Maybe that's the thing is you go, wait, hold up. Let's just see who the veteran guys we've had that have been successful. And let's try and find that. And it feels like that's what they were hunting for here with Zay Flowers.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, the, th- the thing about it, DJ, I'll say this. Um, it's kind of a twofer, right? Bringing Odell Beckham Jr. in. And there are a lot of people that are say that Odell Beckham Jr. can't play anymore. He's not what he once was. He He's, he, he's a shell of the guy that we saw dominate for the New York Giants. But here's what I can tell you based on just looking at the FaceTime interaction between Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. has a lot of power and a lot of influence. And if used responsibly, he can really help their young guys play at a high level. I think you were at that opening when Odell Beckham Jr. came to Nike. He yeah, was a rock star, and you, man. And you saw the reaction that these young kids have with him. You saw the reaction that Zay Flowers had with Odell Beckham Jr. when he talked to him on FaceTime. So if Odell Beckham Jr. is just a good leader and teammate, he's going to not only help Zay Flowers his game develop, he's going to help Rashad Bateman's game develop. So this is an opportunity for Odell Beckham Jr. to be the leader of a unit that needs leadership because if they if they improve with the one-on-ones that they're going to see, Lamar Jackson's going to have a big year throwing the ball all over the yard for Todd Monkey.
0: Yeah, I like what they did. And they're going to change. This is just going to look different. This is not going to look like the Ravens of old. And it might take a few weeks before they kind of find their footing. Um, but they know, I think, to run the gauntlet in the playoffs in the AFC, they needed more juice, they need more weapons. And they did that. So uh, speaking of the AFC, let's get to Buffalo. Buffalo uh, pick 25. They trade up to get Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. They got Osiris Torrance at pick 59, the guard from Florida. Uh, I got a linebacker who can really run out of Tulane and Dorian Williams in the third round. Uh, Justin Shorter, big wideout out from Florida in the fifth. Uh, Nick Broker, guard Old Miss in the seventh. And Alex Austin, a corner from Oregon State in the seventh.
4: Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go Osiris Torrance. Um, this is a big gift for them. Uh, don't really understand, I don't know, like, why he fell. I'm assuming, like, medical or something like that. But I'm sitting here looking at Osiris Torrance, and I'm thinking, man, they needed somebody on the interior who had a little bit of that bad man attitude. He has that. He brings the thumb. He's a physical player at the point of attack. We saw him in that matchup against Jalen Carter hold his own. Uh, I think this is a ch- huge gift for the Buffalo Bills. And one, when we look back in a few years, we may say, man, what a value for the Buffalo Bills to get a player like this at where they were able to get him
0: yeah he has I mean, he's a good player you know he's not like the most athletic guy maybe that's what what dinged him but he doesn't get beat and to me when you're a passing team like they are um and you've got somebody that can help set a firm pocket inside that's a valuable valuable piece um uh, so i I'm with you I thought Osiris Torrance picked 59 I uh, thought that was great value i'll go I'll go uh, low hanging fruit and go to the first rounder again with Dalton Kincaid. I loved him I thought it was smart to get ahead of the Cowboys to pick him. Um, One of the nuggets in our research packet, Buck, was that Diggs made up 28.5% of the Bills' reception since 2020. That's the highest such percentage in the NFL over that span. They have been, and he's a great player, but that Mm -hmm. has been a narrow focus with Josh Allen. I think this, you know, Gabe Davis has been good, but hasn't been maybe what you hoped he would be. They needed another guy, and I think this is, you know, whether or not you just view him as a big slot, all I know is he can uncover, he can catch, and he can make things happen after the catch. So. Uh, and he's really good in the red zone. And we know Josh Allen had some turnovers down there this year. So I, I thought this was just a, uh, I want to say a gift, but I don't think they went into this thinking they were going to draft Dalton Kincaid. And then all
4: of a sudden it was like, oh, he's here. We, uh, Oh, this will work. Let's go get him. Yeah, no, no. I think I think it was, um, I mean, kind of a gift. Like kind of, you kind of looking around and you're like, you know what? this guys might be in range. You might be able to get a huge playmaker. Because when you look at it, it wasn't a huge need. But what you do is you now have an opportunity to change your identity offensively not all the time but you can morph into some 12 personnel stuff you can force the defense to put deep different personnel on the field and we can talk about Dawson Knox but man this dog Kincaid guy is outstanding at creating Mm -hmm. separation and catching the ball I would expect him to put up big numbers monster numbers playing alongside Stefan Diggs
0: yeah um I agree uh Carolina Panthers first overall pick Bryce Young uh they got Jonathan Mingo, the wideout from Old Miss, big wideout at pick 39. Uh DJ Johnson, edge rusher from Oregon in the third round. Chandler Zavala, uh, who you got a chance to see at the East West, who is uh, you know, somebody that was well well thought of around the league. They got him in the fourth round. I thought that was good value. Uh Jamie Robinson, the safety from Florida State in round number five.
4: Man, I'm really excited about a couple of picks. Jonathan Mingo, we can talk about the big physical uh pass catcher. Uh I I I made the point uh, on the post show that when I was there with Steve Smith, we had Musi Muhammad and Musi yeah. Muhammad's ability to kind of expand the strike zone as that big body chain mover really helped um, Jake DeLome take his game up a notch. I think Mingo would do the same for Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young is a much more accurate passer. You just have to have one of those big bodies that you can lean on in critical situations. I think he'd be a huge addition for the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, nobody catches more strays on this podcast than Jake DeLome. Bucky has <laughs> has has definitely uh, has definitely come after Jake DeLome with feather with with like
4: velvet gloves, but he's still taking some. He's taken some body blows on this podcast over the years. Man. Uh, I mean, look, man, we're, we're just saying. I mean, I think if you yeah. ask Steve Smith, or whatever, like he did a really good job in the role that he was asked to. and played at a high level for. We went to a Super Bowl with him, but in watching him play. I also understand, like in terms of building the team, you had to kind of make up for some of the wayward tosses. And so sometimes that knuckleball can get away from you. And so if Tim Wakefield is on the mile, you might have to have a bigger catcher's mitt to be able to, get, to be able to go oh, get it. You can only play the hand you're dealt. The good Lord, the good
0: lord gave him 10-9 offsuit, okay? That's what he had. Those are the cards he had to play. I give Jake a lot of credit. He got the most out of that 10-9 offsuit, man. I'm telling you. He did. I'm going to go oh, I'm going to go Chandler Zavala who I mentioned briefly. He's a good player guard at NC State, fourth round. I mean, I think you got a starter. I think he's going to be a starter in this league for, you know, a good number of years. So, I like that value. Uh put him in front of Bryce Young. It's already a good offensive line. Um I thought that was uh that was a nice add to their group. Uh let's get the Chicago Bears here. A lot of picks to go through, Buck. Uh pick number 10, Darnell Wright tackle Tennessee. The comeback pick 53, uh Dexter Senior, the uh, the DT from Florida. They get Tyreek Stevenson, their other second-round pick out of Miami. Uh, Zach Pickens from South Carolina, the DT, in the third. In the fourth round, they had a couple picks. Roshan Johnson, the running back, Texas. Tyler Scott, the speedy receiver from Cincinnati. In the fifth round, uh, they had two. They go Noah Sewell, linebacker, Oregon, and Terrell Smith, a corner from Minnesota. In the seventh round, a couple picks. Travis Bell, D-tackle from Kennesaw State, and Kendall Williamson, a safety from Stanford.
4: Man, a lot of picks to go through. Um, And I won't go chalk and talk about one of the top top picks, but I'll I'll talk a little bit about Noah Sewell from uh, Oregon. DJ, I think in this defense, man, he could be one of those guys that pops and surprises. Two years ago, a lot of people really loved Noah Sewell on the road. Talked about him, how fast, how physical he was, what kind of job he did for the Ducks. Last year, wasn't the same player on tape. If he can get back to being the guy that we saw a couple of seasons ago in this defense, the way this defense is structured, man, he could be one of those fifth round picks that has a lot of success, a lot of production playing inside.
0: Yeah, I like your call there. I'm going to go to the second round and go with Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, They got at Mm -hmm. 56. He was in my top 50 pretty much through the whole process. Toughness competes. Those are the two characteristics, I think, when you look at corners that are undervalued underrated this dude has it and he plays a little edge to him so i think he he matches we talk you always talk about it, you got to draft a team mm-hmm. for your city draft a team for your division um to me i think he he fits he's a chicago type fit there so i like that one uh the value that they got there uh keep it moving cincinnati buck uh miles murphy first rounder uh edge rusher clemson the uh speedy corner dj turner from michigan in round 2 jordan battle safety from bama in round 3 Charlie Jones, the wideout from Purdue, in four. Chase Brown, uh, the running back from Illinois, in five. Uh, Andre Yosivash, the wideout from Princeton, in round six. Brad Robbins, they got themselves a punter from Michigan in the sixth. And then DJ Ivey, a corner from Miami, in the seventh.
4: Man, a lot of good players to choose from. Uh, let's go Jordan Battle from Alabama. And the reason why I'm going to go Jordan Battle is because they lost both of their safeties last year, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. And so Battle's going to have to come in and have to really fill a role. Um, he was solid uh, for the Crimson Tide. High uh, IQ, good instincts, awareness, can drop down in the box and thump a little bit. They need him to play like a, a A1 player from jump. And so they're going to need him to step in and be a key contributor. So keep your eye on him.
0: I like that one. Um, good football players played a lot of snaps for Nick Saban. He's going to be ready to go. He'll learn the playbook really fast. Uh, I'll go Charlie Jones, the wide out in the fourth out of Purdue. He led he led the country buck 110 110 catches the the best transfer decision of the uh, of the year by the way going from Iowa to Purdue went from a place where they struggle with the forward pass to uh, again going to Purdue where they chuck it and leads the country in catches he's got big time big time juice he was the guy for me every year there's a guy like this where when you're doing other players and this guy pops you're watching all these other corners. I'm like, dang, Charlie Jones is running by all these Big Ten corners. Um,
4: he, he was someone I thought was pretty interesting. In the fourth round, pick 131. I like that value. Yeah, I mean, tremendous value. And here's the thing. I almost picked Charlie Jones. I think he's the heir apparent to Tyler Boyd. When they have to yeah. pay Joe Burrow and they have to make some decisions on T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, how much they pay him, somebody's going to be the odd man out. Charlie Jones might be the guy that sneaks into that number three spot, not this year, but maybe in 2024.
0: Yeah, good call. Uh, Cleveland uh, did not pick till the third round. They got big Cedric Tillman, the Tennessee wideout, and Siaka Ika, the big DT from Baylor. In the fourth round, they get the, the mountain of a man, Dewan Jones, a tackle from Ohio State, and then they get the edge rusher, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. In the fifth round, UCLA quarterback DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, and Cameron Mitchell, corner from Northwestern. And their sixth-round pick, Luke Whipler, center from Ohio State.
4: You know, so when I look at this, I am sitting here, the Cleveland Browns might have hit on the player who has an opportunity to have the Brock Purdy effect. Not that he ever gets on the field, but DTR, when you look at DTR's numbers and the way that he played at UCLA, it's very it's eerily similar to Brock Purdy coming out of Iowa State. I mean, you talk about the record-breaking, you talk about the records, the experience. Uh, just keep an eye on DTR. Look, obviously, Deshaun Watson is the guy, will be the guy for the foreseeable future, but... Just keep an eye on DTR as a developmental prospect that maybe surprises not only in preseason, but if he ever has an opportunity to play in a regular season yet.
0: I like that. Um, I will go Cameron Mitchell, who I liked value pick uh, towards the bottom there in the fifth round. And then I also go Luke Whipler center from Ohio State, even though I was in love with Luke Whipler as a player. The guys who start at center Ohio State, they all start in the NFL. Whether you like them or not, they're going to end up being good Mm -hmm. players. They just have, uh, you know, they're just ready to go. They're smart. They're tough. They might not be, in in Whipler's case, the most dominant uh, guy, but he's going to find his way on the field at some point in time during his career. And that's a six round pick where you could get a guy who gets on the field. There's some value. Dallas Cowboys, uh, pick 26, Mozzie Smith, the DT from Michigan. They go back to Michigan in the second to get Luke Schoonmaker, the tight end. Uh, DeMar- Demarvian Overshone, a fast linebacker from Texas, the former safety. Uh, that's a third-round pick. In the fourth, they get uh, Vellami Fajoko from San Jose State. Uh, fifth round, they go Asim Richards, tackle North Carolina. A couple six-rounders, Eric Scott, the corner from Southern Miss. Deuce Vaughn, who we uh, got a chance to talk a lot about from K-State, the running back, goes to be with his dad, who's on the scouting staff there uh, in Dallas in the sixth. And then the seventh round, Jalen Brooks, wideout, South Carolina.
4: Whew. Uh, let's start at the top with Mozzie Smith, uh, DJ. I was a little surprised about Mozzie Smith being the pick for the Cowboys, not because they didn't have a need, but first round. I knew he was a fringe first round talent, but there's a something in about him when I watched him on tape that the freak numbers that you see, I didn't consistently see on tape. Yeah, and yep. maybe it's because he he had that. I call it a bad stance. He looked like a frog in his stance. (laughs) So you just wonder, can he fix the stance and allow him to get some of that initial torque and push? Um, Interesting prospect, great physical dimensions and all that. I want to see if he can turn that loose and, and get the production out of it. Now, I'll say this. I've been wrong before because Rashawn Gary was able to do it. We've seen some others come out of the Michigan program that didn't have huge numbers, but they've had success. We just have to see it. I just haven't seen Mozzie dominate to the level that we thought he would with all the freakish stuff that he brings.
0: Quick question. So, you look at that selection with Mozzie Smith, Schoonmaker, who is a physical tight end, can play in line, and then Overshone, who's a linebacker from Texas who can really, really run and, and actually did a really nice job as a spy. Am I reading into this? But when I look at this draft, I thought this was a draft to combat the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: Oh, without a question. You got to be the team in your division. So you got a nose tackle right away to be able to put somebody right on uh, Kelsey, see if we can slow him down and prevent him from climbing and getting to the next level. You got the speed on the second levels to be able to stop some of this stuff. And then the tight end is to protect the pass game. Absolutely. This is a, a counter to what the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do. You're trying to checkmate them.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I thought. I, I really like the overshown pick, pick number 90. Uh, good football player can really, really run. So uh, that'll be a good matchup player for them when they get some of those games, athletic quarterbacks, including Jalen Hurts. All right, Denver Broncos, not many picks here. Um, I didn't even put this together at the time. The draft gets going so fast that sometimes there's stuff you just, gosh, there was a point that was just sitting out there and, and you miss it. But uh, Marvin Mims was their first pick in the second round, 63. My comp for Marvin Mims uh was our own, you know. So when you look at Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. and Marvin Mims and like hello, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, all the run that he had with the Denver Broncos didn't even put that together, Buck. Um obviously new coaching staff, new regime there, but again, he wore that he wore that uniform. Drew Sanders, a linebacker from Arkansas in the third. Riley Moss, a corner from Iowa in the third. And then they got safety JL Skinner, the big safety from Boise in the uh, sixth, and Alex Forsyth, the center from Oregon in the seventh. I'm gonna go with Riley Moss the Iowa club I love, I love that um, pick. I thought that was a value pick, man.
4: You mean, I think I think it's a great pick. I think the fact that he can really man the Allen. Great instincts and awareness. And I go back to watching him a couple of years ago in the Big Ten Championship game. And DJ, I am big on paying attention to what guys do in warm-up in terms of, particularly, you remember we used to go to games and you sit there, you got a chance to buzz by the DBs and you see the footwork and change the direction. This guy got the tools. Now, it's yeah. just a matter of can he hold up because you can get a heavy barrage of throws his way. But from a toolbox standpoint, I love his toolbox. And everyone is going to talk about him moving inside the safety and those things. I just remember seeing Eric Weddle at Utah and how Eric Weddle was able to go nose to nose with Calvin Johnson. He obviously was a safety, but Riley Moss has some 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 special skills that I think he's going to be a good player for a long time in this league.
0: Yeah, I liked him a lot. I would I would have chosen that one. I'll go with Marvin Mims uh for mine. Just I thought he was a a complete receiver. Not the biggest guy in the world, but excellent route running. He's good after the catch. He can get over the top as well. Um, that's a pretty intriguing group that they have there in Denver now. Uh, we'll see uh, where those targets end up going, but a lot of options there for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton to, uh, to get the football to. Detroit Lions, one of the more intriguing drafts, Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell, the running back and the linebacker in round one. Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa, and Brian Branch, the uh, nickel from Bama. Those are their second-round picks. They get Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee, in the third. Broderick Martin, the DT from Western Kentucky, in the third. Uh, Kobe Sorsdahl, tackle from William & Mary, was kind of a late riser. They get him in the fifth. And then they get one of your Tar Heels, Antoine Green, the
4: wideout in the seventh. There are so many things to like about this draft. You know, we can talk about it whether it was out of order in terms of the sequence where they got the running back, the linebacker, the tight end, and the DB. What we can't argue is those four players are ballers. Every mm-hmm. one of them are ballers. I think all four or what, their first five were in your top 50. Um, yeah. All these guys showed up in my top five. And so I'm going to go with Sam LaPorta because I think he's kind of the surprise. We, we talked about him on path. But, man. If you knew he was going to go this early, we probably would have talked about him a little more, <laughs> you know, like just a really good player, seam runner, athletic pass catcher who's really going to help Jerry Goff have a lot of success. And if you think about how the Detroit Lions are setting Jerry Goff up, it seems like they're pulling pages from that old L.A. Ram playbook. Uh, think about the seam runners that he had when he had Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett and those guys when he played at his best. They have recreated all of that. And then you think about Jamar Gibbs coming over. Uh, it's not a coincidence that uh, Jerry Goff is playing really well based on what they're putting around him.
0: Yeah, and Laporta um, had an awesome combine. He was productive there at Iowa, and it was tough offense to watch. He was really kind of the only thing they had going. Um, but uh, somebody that's really athletic can really run routes. And I'm with you. To me, I think when you look at Gibbs, Campbell, Laporta, Brian Branch, those, all four of those guys are starters. You get four starters in a draft, that's a heck of a draft, man, uh, coming off of a, a, a nice draft they had the year before. And that's not even – Taking into account, who knows what you get with Hinton Hooker down the line. Maybe you found your quarterback of the future in this draft as well. So I thought they did a great job. Brian Branch would be the one I would just highlight. He's plug and play. He's a nickel. He's ready to rock and roll. You can move him around. Uh, he's uh, you know just ultra, ultra instinctive. And where they got him, I know he didn't run uh, as fast as he would have hoped, but 45th pick, uh, there were not 45 players or 44 players better than him in this draft, in my opinion, uh, when it all shook no, out. So no good way. value there.
1: Visit slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part time or full time. You name the position
3: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
0: Let's stay in the division. We've talked about this the other day, but... I thought Nabil's Packers had an awesome draft. So uh, Lucas Van Ness uh, from Iowa, edge rusher in the first. They come back with two twos Luke Mus- Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State, and Jaden Reed, the wideout from Michigan State. They get another tight end of the third and Tucker Craft. They get an uh, inside outside defensive lineman Colby Wooden from Auburn in the fourth and the fifth. They had a couple picks Sean Clifford, maybe the most surprising quarterback from Penn State, followed by Octavian Wicks from Virginia. Uh, who was coming off a better 21 than 22. Carl Brooks, big DT from Bowling Green in the sixth. Anders Carlson, they get a kicker from Auburn in the sixth. And then they had uh, four seventh-round picks, which were uh, Carrington Valentine, a corner from Kentucky. Lou Nichols, a running back from Central Michigan. Anthony Johnson, a safety from Iowa State. And Grant Dubose, a wideout from Charlotte. So an enormous, enormous draft class. But um, I thought this was one of the ones, Buck, where you could say there's – uh, there's quality and quantity here with what the Packers did.
4: Yeah, quality and, quality and quantity. So I'm going to talk about both tight ends. I'm going to take a mm-hmm. two-for-one. Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft coming in together. Uh, DJ, we're now talking about the Jordan Love era kicking off in earnest. And the easiest thing that you can do to help uh, your quarterback is put someone in the middle that can control, um, like that can work in the middle of the field. And so now with two tight ends, they can go 12 personnel. They can use the running game with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. You have one-on-one on on the outside. This, to me, is the Green Bay Packers trying to set Jordan Love up for success by recreating a ball-control offense, not the offense that we saw for years under Aaron Rodgers. This is more of a deliberate, let's take our time, let's methodically work the ball down the field with high percentage passes that should be right in the wheelhouse of Jordan Love.
0: And, and I agree with you. I think give you some easy completions. I think the guy I'll highlight does the same thing with Jaden Reed, uh, who can be that quick little slot. He's gonna be your quick hitter guy. Think about that offense, how they have so many of those built ins, right? So if you got, you know, you get a cushion, you got a run call, you can just smoke it out to the wideout and let him go. I think Jaden Reed's gonna give you some yards after the catch with that stuff. I also think last year you got two real vertical receivers in that draft, and this year you get somebody who can give you some horizontal stuff. Um, you know, cross shallow crossers, um, just bubbles, quick hitters. I think he's going to be able to do a lot of the work underneath uh, while the flyers you got last year can get over the top and down the field. So I think they're building a good roster there in Green Bay. The Houston Texans, the two ones, uh, Stroud, they trade up for Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama. They come back with Juice Scruggs, the center from Penn State, in the second. Uh, Tank Dell, the wideout from Houston, in the third. Dylan Horton, in the fourth, edge rusher from TCU. Henry Toe oh the linebacker from Bama in the fifth. Jarrett Patterson, the center from Notre Dame in the sixth, followed by Xavier Hutchinson, another uh, six-round pick. He's a wideout from Iowa State. And then Brandon Hill, fast safety from Pittsburgh in the seventh.
4: Ooh, so many good things that we can go and talk about. Um, DJ, I think you'll talk about it, but how about the Will Anderson trade? I mean, just trading yeah. up and get him. I mean, just making a move. Uh, You had talked about it in your mock draft leading up to it, but let's not mess around. Uh, Look, the the people matter more than what they do. And I think getting the right people to kick off the D'Amico Ryan's uh, tenure is important. And Will Anderson, you get a high character player, a very productive player, uh, a player that understands how to do it the right way. And so as you're trying to establish, like the standards and expectations in Houston, Man, what a better player to bring in than Will Anderson. He knows how to do it. He played under Nick Saban, but was a model citizen, did all the right stuff. Man, I think what Will Will Anderson can do for the Texans, what Bryce Young is going to do for the Carolina Panthers, in terms of just setting the tone and setting the table for, hey, this is how we're going to go about doing our business. We're going to win games, but we're going to do it in this process-oriented fashion that's going to lead to significant success down the line.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I thought it was a fun draft for them. Um, And I'll, I'll highlight Tank Dell in the third, who can just roll ultra, ultra fast. They couldn't cover him at the senior bowl. His stats were ridiculous, obviously, in that Houston offense. um, Led the country with 1,398 yards and 17 touchdowns, but little undersized guy who's going to compliment some of the other pieces that they have. I just think he could be like a... He could have a sneaky good year with some big plays Um, for C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud loves to throw the deep ball over the top. This guy can go get it. So... I like the pick there with Tank Dell, and again, just a fun draft for them. Uh, Indy, a lot of picks to go through here, Buck. And uh, this one, we'll theme theme this draft a little bit, and uh, I sent Ballard a text afterwards and just said this was – gosh, has anybody ever added this much athleticism in one draft? That's all. I'll pose you that question as I read off these names. Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida at four. Julius Brent's Kansas State uh, corner in the second. Josh Downs, your North Carolina wideout in the third. They had a couple fours. Blake Freeland from BYU, the tackle, and Adi Adabare, the DT slash edge rusher from Northwestern. Darius Rush, the corner from South Carolina. Daniel Scott, the safety from Cal. Will Mallory, tight end from Miami. Evan Hull, the running back from Northwestern. Uh, Titus Leo, fun edge rusher from Wagner in the sixth. Jalen Jones, corner from Texas A&M, and then Jake Witt, the uh, workout warrior from Northern Michigan. I mean, Buck, if you go through. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna read off all the numbers, but just off the top of my head, Anthony Richardson ran the mid four fours as a quarterback. Julius Brent's broad jumped over eleven feet. Mm-hmm. Blake Freeland had unbelievable workout, the tight end or the tackle from BYU. Uh Adebare had one of the best workouts we've ever seen from a defensive lineman. He ran in the four fours. Darius Rush ran in the four threes. Daniel Scott, the safety from Cal had a phenomenal workout. You go all the way down to the bottom. Jake Witt was literally drafted. He ran a four eight nine forty at three hundred and two pounds. It was is just kind of a workout guy, raw. But I don't, I don't recall ever seeing a, a draft where you had
4: so many people with crazy athleticism added to a team. Uh, DJ, you want a fast team because a fast team allows you to produce explosive plays on offense and create turnovers on defense. After watching them slog through the AFC South a, a year ago, Chris Ballard is intent on rebuilding. Uh, the team and rebuilding them with more athletic playmakers, why they went and got Anthony Richardson. Um to me, they got a highlight though is Blake Freeland. Uh mm-hmm. we we talked about this offensive line has to be better. And even though he's a fourth round pick, uh they have to look turn over every they can leave no stone unturned when it comes to making sure that they are protecting Anthony Richardson and allowing Jonathan Taylor to run the football. So we'll see if he can jump into a big uh, a big role if he can carve out a role for himself as a forefront pick in the league
0: yeah and i'll go quickly with josh downs your uh the wide out from unc who's going to compliment the two big guys you've got pearson Pittman. now all of a sudden you throw josh downs in the slot let him go to work so uh, i like that fit there but man that is a very athletic draft class jacksonville geez, they got a ton of guys too buck a lot of late picks uh anton harrison first rounder at pick 27 come back with brenton strange the tight end uh, from Penn State in the second. In the third round, Tank Bigsby, fun running back from Auburn. In the fourth, they had two players, Ventrell Miller, linebacker, Florida, Tyler Lacey, a DN from Oklahoma State. In the fifth round, Yasir Abdullah, linebacker from Louisville, and Antonio Johnson, a safety from AM. In the sixth, they had three. Parker Washington, wideout, Penn State. Christian Braswell, corner from Rutgers. Eric Hallett the second, safety from Pitt, Pittsburgh. In the seventh round, three picks, Cooper Hodges from uh, from App State. As a guard, uh, Raymond Vohasek, a DT from North Carolina. Gosh, North Carolina, you guys had a sneaky number of guys get picked. Uh, and then the seventh round, the last one with Derek Parrish, kind of a special team demon, edge rusher, fullback from
4: Houston. Let's go Tank Bixby in the third round running back. Yep. The reason why is because um, Doug Peterson, in trying to recreate what he had in Philadelphia, needed to add a big back to the backfield to take some of the pressure off Travis Etienne and Jermichael Hasty. Uh, Snoop Connor was there last year to do it. Maybe they want a little more physical presence. So that's where Tank Bisbee will will come into play. Physicality toughness grinded out hard nose mentality works well gives them something different than they've had in the backfield.
0: I like it. Uh, he was he I, literally in my notes. I wrote fun player. Like he's a fun player to watch. Um, I like that. That uh, fit there. I'll go. The guy I picked right ahead of him. Brenton Strange, a tight end who's got some physicality to him. So a nice compliment to Evan Ingram there. Um, he can do a little bit more of the dirty work. And Evan Ingram's going to be, uh, you know, probably a little bit more involved in the pass game. KC. Um, all right. After some of these teams had a million picks. Now we get to a team that didn't have a, a boatload. They went FAU, Felix and Adike Uzama, the edge rusher from K-State in the first uh, Rasheed Rice, the wideout from SMU in the second. Wanye Morris, tackle Oklahoma in the third. Shamari Connor, the corner uh, slash nickel from V Tech in the fourth. BJ Thompson, edge rusher, Stephen F. Austin in the fifth. Uh, Keandre Coborn, the uh, DT from Texas in the sixth. And Nick Jones, corner from Ball State in the seventh.
4: Uh, let's go, Rasheed Rice from uh, SMU. 6'1, 204 pounds. Uh, someone that can step right in that rotation. And really, man, when you're the Chiefs, you're kind of drafting out of a luxury because they won last year with so many young guys playing major roles. And so now you throw Rice into a wide receiver room that already has Kadarius Toney, who kind of counts as his own hidden pick. Uh, You need MVS to continue to be aware, but there's a way for him to get on the field with Scott Moore and those guys playing. So right now you're talking about maybe the number four, but a very important fourth-wide receiver because remember the role that Juju Smith-Schuster played. He was kind of like the underrated chain mover that made it happen when they needed it. Uh, At some point, they're going to have to find someone who can do that. Rice might be the best candidate on the line. Buck, you ever been in New
0: York where they have like Canal Street where you can go get all the knockoff like Rolexes and purses and all that stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what I was thinking of when I was looking at their draft. I was like, okay, Frank Clark was kind of expensive, so you know what? We'll go draft Felix Anadike Uzama, who's a lot like him. It's going to cost us a lot less in the draft. Juju Smith-Schuster goes on, gets some money in free agency. Oh, you just mentioned it. Uh, Rice is a nice replacement for him. Similar type players. Strong, physical, tough guys. Uh, Orlando Brown, we're going to let him walk. Orlando Brown, the tackle from Oklahoma. Well, let's just go down to Canal Street. Give, give, give us another Oklahoma tackle. Uh, we'll go get Wanye Morris and throw him into the mix. It's like I think that there's something to that. We referenced it earlier. But if you study the guys that have been successful in your building, it makes it easier to say, okay, this is what they had. This is like the menu. Now, as scouts, we got to go find – let's go find Juju in the draft. Let's go find uh, Frank Clark in the draft. And you go get the cheaper knockoff.
4: Yeah, you get a knockoff because that's what's sustained, particularly as you're paying the quarterback significant mm-hmm. money. Yeah, you got to cut some corners a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Vegas – Tyree Wilson in the first,
0: edge rusher, Texas Tech. Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. Uh, in the second, the third round, they had a couple guys Byron Young, DT from Bama. Trey Tucker, wideout from Cincinnati. In the fourth round, two picks, Jacorian Bennett, the corner from Maryland. Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback from Purdue. In the fifth round, Christopher Smith, the safety from Georgia. In the sixth, Amari Burney, linebacker, Florida. And in the seventh, the DT from Arizona State, Nesta Jade
4: Silvera. Uh, let's start at the top. Uh, Let's go with Tyree Wilson. And the reason why I like the Tyree Wilson pick is because there are some comparisons between him and Chandler Jones. When now you put him in the same room with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, what we're going to find out really quickly is how much does he love ball? Because if you don't play hard, you don't exhibit the kind of energy and effort that those guys do, they can call you out. And so we could see Tyree Wilson take his game up a notch quickly due to the peer pressure that's involved in that building. Uh, love the pick. I like the fit because it's easier pressure quarterback from front to back as opposed to having all your resources in the back. Now that you have some pass rushers, it should be easy for anybody to cover in the back end.
0: Yep, I like that one. I'll, I'll just throw a quick shot here with Nesta Jade Silvera, their last pick, Arizona State DT. Seventh round, you're looking for some traits. That dude's got some quickness. He can get up the field. So I thought they found a DT with some straight, some traits that's uh intriguing player there in the seventh. All right, the Chargers, they took Quentin Johnson, the wideout from TCU, in one. Uh, Tule tui Pelotu, the linebacker, edge rusher from USC, took him in the second. Dayon Henley, the linebacker from Wazoo, in the third. Darius Davis to be a big-time returner from TCU in the fourth. Jordan McFadden, the tackle-slash-guard from Clemson in the fifth. Scott Matlock, the DT, from Boise in the sixth. And Max Duggan, they go back to TCU for their third player, the quarterback, in the seventh round.
4: Uh, Quentin Johnson is the one for me. Just another tall, big wide receiver. Uh, You thought that maybe there would be a little contrast between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and whoever else they bring in, but they kind of bring in someone that is more like them. He has more speed and more juice than them, but still he's in that family. So just trying to see how all that works out for Justin Herbert is going to be interesting for me.
0: Yep, uh, so I've got that one as a good one. as an intriguing one. We'll see how that pans out. And then I would just add Matt Locke from uh, Boise. I thought that was a great value. I, I would have considered him in the third round. I thought he's a good player. I was a little underrated there in the sixth. The Rams, lots of picks here, Buck. Steve Avila in the second, guard from TCU. Byron Young, edge rusher from Tennessee in the third. Kobe Turner, uh, undersized DT from Wake in the third. Stetson Bennett, uh, Georgia QB in the fourth. Nick Hampton, the App State linebacker in the fifth. Warren McClendon, tackle from Georgia in the fifth. Davis Allen, the tight end from Clemson in the fifth. A lot of fifth-round picks. Uh, Puka Nakua, wideout BYU fifth. In the sixth round, they had three players. Uh, Tra- Travius uh, Hodges-Tomlinson, uh, corner from TCU. O'Shawn Mathis, linebacker Nebraska. Zach Evans, running back Ole Miss in the seventh. Ethan Evans, punter Wingate. Jason Taylor, the second safety from Oklahoma State. And Deswan Johnson, DT from Toledo. A lot of guys.
4: Yeah, a lot of guys. So I'll make this quick. I'm, I'm intrigued by Stetson Bennett. I'm intrigued by Stetson Bennett being winner guy and seeing if that translates into him being able to carve out a career. We should have known that the Rams would be a viable candidate, viable spot for him based on their interactions with Baker Mayfield. Stetson Bennett comes over as a two-time national champion, got some swag, has some athleticism. Let's see if he can make his name known in the league.
0: Yeah, Puka Nakua from me. Uh, value pick wide out. If he can stay healthy from BYU in the fifth, they might have something. Uh, the Dolphins' second rounder, Cam Smith, they go De- uh, Devin A-Chain, the fast running back from AM in the third. Elijah Higgins, the tight end from Stanford, who is a tweener. And then Ryan Hayes, the tackle from Michigan in the seventh.
4: Um, man, this is, this is tough. I will go with – let's go with Cam Smith. Let's go with Cam yeah. Smith at to the top just in terms of being able to like step into this defense um, and, man, a key role. I mean, you just think about – how everyone is going to attack them. You can't go at X-Man. Uh, you can't go at Jalen Ramsey. So, Cam Smith, guess what? You're up. So, how he holds up will ultimately determine the fate of their defense. Cam Smith is a good player. we we'll me see if he can hold up his end of the deal.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go A-Chain, a fast running back from AM. Just more speed to their track team offense. Minnesota, Jordan Addison in the first, the wideout SC. Go back to SC for Makai Blackman, a corner in the in the third. and the fourth round, Jay Ward, uh, a DB from LSU, can move him around uh, – uh, Jaqueline Roy, the DT from LSU in the fifth. Jaron Hall, the quarterback from BYU in the fifth. And then Dwayne McBride, a running back from UAB in the seventh.
4: Um, I feel like I have talked a lot about Jordan Addison. So I'm talking about someone different. I'm talking about Dwayne McBride. Uh, Seventh-round pick. Look, man, who knows? This cornfield whether he's going to make the team. But he will give them a banger. Uh, someone that can run. Someone that has vision and body control. We don't know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. But if it stays as is, this is a guy that can come and maybe be that vulture, the guy that takes away those touchdowns after you do all the work getting it inside the five. Yeah, no doubt. That's a fun one. Uh, Jaron Hall, I thought
0: value fifth round quarterback. I think he has some starter upside, some traits that you can work with there. A little bit older, uh, but smart, good athlete, strong arm. Uh, To me, the fifth round pick, I thought that was good value. Patriots. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon. They trade back, get him at 17. Big Keon White, edge rusher from Georgia Tech at 46 in the second. Marte Mapu, we've talked a lot about him over the course of the spring. Linebacker, sack State in the third. Fourth round, they had a bunch here. Jake Andrews, center from Troy. Chad Ryland, kicker from Maryland. City Sal, guard from Eastern Michigan. In the fifth, Antonio Mafi, guard from UCLA. In the sixth, they had a boatload of picks. Keishon Butte, wideout LSU, Bryce Behringer, punter, Michigan State, Demario Douglas, Douglas wideout Liberty, uh, Amir Speed, corner, Michigan State, and then the seventh, Isaiah Bolden, corner, Jackson State.
4: Man, so I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this team, and I like their draft, particularly at the top. Unabashed Keon White fan from Georgia Tech. I think the versatility serves them well. What they want to do, Josh Uche, Matthew Judon, uh, the way they roll guys in, he's going to be a versatile player inside and outside. Uh, the Patriots have found a way to unlock and tapping fully to all those talents. I mean, he has everything that you look for. It just kind of happened to fall out the first round.
0: Yeah, I like that one. I've mentioned Mapu a bunch, how much I loved him. Literally one of my favorite players studying the whole draft. Um, I I, I love that pick, and the Patriots will know what to do with him. City Sal, guard from Eastern Michigan in the fourth. I think he'll be a starter in the NFL. So that's a value pick. Saints, they took Brian Percy uh, from Clemson in the first they came back with Foskey, edge rusher from Notre Dame there in the second. Kendry Miller, running back TCU in the third. Nick Saldaveri, uh, they list him as a guard. Uh, he's played some tackle from Old Dominion. Jake Hayner, quarterback, Fresno State in the fourth. Jordan Howden, safety from Minnesota in the fifth. And A.T. Perry, wideout out Wake Forest in the sixth.
4: Mm, let's go Kendry Miller from TCU. And the reason why I want to go that where well is is because – there's so many things that Alvin Kamara does inside and outside the backfield, but sometimes I feel like they miss that thump that they used to have when they've been at their best. So Kendra Miller would give them that thump as a hard nose between the tackles runner. Uh you add him with Alvin Kamara and what they can do in the passing game, Derek Carr will have a lot of fun because if he doesn't like it down the field, he always drop it down and watch those guys do the work.
0: Yep. Uh, that's a fun one. Uh Hainer to me, I'll stay with the quarterback thing again. Some intriguing guys, fourth round, take a shot. Why not? He's a Fresno State guy. Derek Carr is a Fresno State guy. I think they'll have a good relationship, good place to him for to, uh, to continue to learn and develop. The Giants, press corner, Deontay Banks in the first, John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota in the second, Jalen Hyatt, a flyer at wideout in the third, Eric Gray, running back from Oklahoma in the fifth, Trey Hawkins, a corner from ODU in the sixth, Couple seventh rounders, Jordan Riley, D tackle Oregon, and Javarius Owens, safety Houston.
4: Um, Let's go with Jalen Hyatt, giving Danny Dimes some speed, speed, speed on the perimeter. You dig into Jalen Hyatt's background, he has always been a prolific point scorer, puts the ball into paint from anywhere on the field. Uh, You just think about this speed, this explosiveness, even though it's 176 in terms of the frame, you have to account for it. If not, man, he has too many videos of him running past dbs on tape uh he's he's gonna be a sneaky sneaky to playmaker for the giants
0: yep i like it and deontay banks in the first uh i think his ability to play man is going to give uh them some options with a very creative uh, defensive play caller there and wink martindale so i like that fit jets will mcdonald pick 15 edge rusher iowa state joe tipman the center from wisconsin in the second carter warren tackle pitt in the fourth uh, they go back to pit for Israel, uh, Aben Akonda, the running back. Uh, they got him actually in the fifth round. And Zaire Barnes, the linebacker, Western Michigan in the sixth. Uh, Jarek Bernard, Converse, uh, corner from LSU in the sixth. And then uh, Zach Kuntz, the big tight end from Old Dominion in the seventh. Uh,
4: let's go with uh, Joe Tittman, center from mm-hmm. Wisconsin. We know that he will quickly become Aaron Rodgers' best friend. His ability to control the there's been a lot of buzz about him heading into the draft. And so to see him get with the team that we thought uh, was a bit of a surprise, but let's let's go. I think it works out.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought there was a chance they might trade back and take him in the first round. So um, to get him there at 43, good fit. I'll go with the running back, Amin Akonda, who is a fun player to watch, 20 rushing touchdowns. Uh, so tons of production. You look at their running back room with Brees Hall, Zonovan Knight, Michael Carter, and this dude, that's one of the best running back rooms in the NFL. So I, I like the group they have there. Eagles. First round, two guys, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith from Georgia, Tyler Steen, the guard from Bama in the third, Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois in the third, Keely Ringo, the corner from Georgia in the fourth, Tanner McKee, the quarterback from Stanford in the sixth, and Moro Ojomo, the DT from Texas in the seventh.
4: Uh, Let's go with Sidney Brown from Illinois, Uh, turnover maker, physical player, super athletic. Uh, you've heard people throw out these wild, lofty expectations about him being maybe the next Brian Dawkins. I won't put that, but I do think he's going to be a key piece to their defense. They need it. When you lose Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you need someone that can come in there and do a few different things. Sidney Brown has that versatility in his game.
0: Yep. I, uh, I'm with you on that one. I would also throw into the mix uh, Nolan Smith. I think it's a great fit there. I think he's going to be a great player, but I think you know people need to temper what's going to happen year one. He's going to be their fourth end when you have sweat and you have Hassan Reddick and you've got Brandon Graham. He's going to be the fourth guy, so he'll be the fastball they roll through there. Um, and uh, I think he'll be he'll be good in that role. But you know, in terms of big statistical year, it's going to be hard just because of the number of guys they got. Uh, Pittsburgh Broderick Jones is tackle from Georgia in the first. They get Joey Porter Jr. Uh, from Penn State, obviously a familiar name there in the second. Keanu Benton, DT from Wisconsin, then a second as well. Darnell Washington was there in the third, the tackle or the tight end from Georgia. Nick Herbig, whose brother Nate Herbig is on the team as well, so family affair. Uh, he's the fourth round pick, linebacker, Wisconsin, and then they get the big corner Corey Trice Jr. from Purdue in the seventh, and Spencer Anderson, a guard from Maryland, in the seventh.
4: Ooh, man! You just talk about so many good players that they have. I love them. Fortifying of that offensive line with Roger Jones. Uh, kind of savvy move, even though it didn't turn out to be who the Jets wanted. You just want to make sure you get up in range, get the player that you want. Roger Jones was identified. Plays to their their ability to really rely and love on the athleticism. If they can get this athleticism polished up with some great technique, man, who knows what you have at that position? Because he certainly has all pro uh, potential based on just the flash that you've seen at times.
0: Yep, and then I would add Keanu Benton, uh, to me, a good a good football player, great value where they got him there in the second uh, pick 49. He's excellent against the run. I think he's got more upside against the pass than people give him credit for. Niners, did not pick to the third. Three third-round picks, Jair Brown, safety, Penn State. The best kicker, Jake Moody from Michigan, Cameron Latu, tight end, Bama. In the fifth round, a couple guys – Daryl Luter, Jr., athletic corner from South Alabama. Robert Beal, uh, explosive edge rusher from Georgia. And the sixth, D Winters, linebacker TCU. And then three seventh-round picks, Braden Willis, a tight end from Oklahoma. Ronnie Bell, the wideout from Michigan. And Jalen Graham, linebacker Purdue.
4: Jake Moody's my favorite pick because Jake Moody's a point scorer. And I know everyone's yeah. up at arms when people take kickers off the board early. But you never need a kicker until you need a kicker. And you talk about a guy who's being nails – and not only that, DJ, when you dig into his background, uh, throughout his career at Michigan, uh, two hundred and twenty-two of his three hundred plus kickoffs were touchbacks. And so Down. if you just think about the boom, the leg, being able to put the ball where he wants it and how he wants it, that's the reason why you take a kick or draft him.
0: Yep, and I'll go Jair Brown, the safety uh, that they took with their first pick in the third round. He's the only FBS player with ten interceptions over the last two seasons. Ball hawk, and they've uh, they found what happens when you take a safety that maybe didn't run quite as fast, but who's always running. He reminds a me,
4: Hufunga. He reminds me of um, He reminds me exactly of a Hufunga. I when I saw yeah. it, when I looked at him, I wrote in my notes. He plays like Hufunga. Yeah, so
0: yeah, I don't care if you are. I want you to play fast. I don't care if you are fast. He plays fast. Seattle. Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois; JSN, the wideout from Ohio State, in the in first. Derek Hall, uh, edge rusher from Auburn, in the second. Zach Charbonnet, running back from UCLA, in the second. Couple fours: Anthony Bradford, a guard from LSU; Cameron Young, DT from Mississippi State, and the fifth two players: Mike Morris, DN from Michigan; uh, another Michigan player, Uluwa the center, and the sixth: Jarek Reed, the second safety from New Mexico, and then Kenny McIntosh, the running back from Georgia.
4: So many good things. I like the fact that they doubled up at running back. We talked about it. Uh, it would be interesting to see how they use the running back rotation, Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker. One is big and physical. The other one is, like, physical but does it in a different fashion to throw out multiple backs. To me, it just says that, a hey, Pete Carroll is very comfortable. We can either run it down your throat or with Jackson Smith and, and Jigba and these other guys, we can throw it over your head. And so the Seahawks' offense will be much more difficult to defend this season.
0: And I'll, and I'll say uh, Derek Hall, because we talk about him as a rusher, put that to the side. He can set the edge, which you have to do when you play against the 49ers twice a year. So that's an interesting one. Tampa, Kalija Kansi, DT from Pitt in the first. Cody Mauk, the uh, five-position flex offensive lineman from North Dakota State in the second. Yaya Diaby, edge rusher from Louisville in the third. Servassier Dennis, linebacker, Pitt in the fifth. Payne, Durham, tight end, Purdue in the fifth and the sixth round, they had three picks. Josh Haynes, DB, Kansas State, Trey Palmer, wide receiver, Nebraska, and Jose Ramirez,
4: Eastern Michigan edge rusher. I mean, how about Jose Ramirez? Let's just take him because he's just so fun to watch. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's just talk about what he was able to do, the production he was able to, to to put down. And just maybe, maybe they can find like that late round pass rusher that helps him as a key contributor. So Ramirez is a very interesting pick for the Bucs.
0: Yeah, twelve sacks. I loved him. I'm gonna say Malk because they just they they've had success with players a little bit outside the Power Five that are that are nasty demeanor guys, and I think he fits there. Two more teams left here. Uh, Tennessee, Peter Skaronsky in the first. They come back re- trade up for Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky, in the second. Tajay Spears, running back Tulane, in the third. Josh Wiley, tight end from Cincinnati, in the fifth. Jalen Duncan, uh, another tackle from Maryland, in the sixth, and, and Colton McDowell, wideout Tennessee Martin, in the seventh.
4: I mean, look, the guy everyone's going to talk about is Will Levis. Levis going to Tennessee. Uh, say what you want about whether we thought he was a first round pick or a second round pick. Now he goes to a place where he will have a legitimate opportunity to play, but he may have that opportunity in 2024. Uh, for him, that'd be a perfect scenario to be able to go to Tennessee, kind of learn how it operates, learn how to function within a system that's built around the running back. All of those things could serve Will Levis well down the line.
0: Yeah, and then I'll say Tyje Spears, who I'm rooting for, uh, fell down the board a little bit because of his knee. Um he goes eighty-first overall if healthy. He's a he's a fun player, a dynamic running back. Last team, Washington Commanders, Forbes, corner from Mississippi State in the first, Jartavius Martin, nickel from Illinois in the second, Ricky Stromberg, a center from Arkansas in the third, in the fourth round, Braden Daniels, guard from Utah. Uh KJ Henry, edge rusher from Clemson in the fifth, Chris Rodriguez running back from Kentucky in the sixth, and Andre Jones Jr. Uh seventh round, end, Louisiana. Uh
4: really surprised by the Washington Commanders. So I'm gonna go with Ricky Stromberg and Braden Daniels, the two picks that you gotta watch. This is a team that needed to address the offensive line. They finally get to it in the third round with the center, and then follow it up with the guard. Uh these guys have to play and they got to play well uh because that was the biggest, that was the biggest liability. For this offense, their inability to be able to control the line of scrimmage. So let's see if those young guys can help them get that done.
0: I'll go KJ Henry, edge rusher from Clemson. They did not pick up the fifth-year option on Chase Young. Uh, they got a decision to make here soon on Montez Sweat in terms of what his future looks like there. So having some depth at that position, I think, was good. I like that value. Buck, you're late for your meeting. Get out of here. Uh, that was a fun one. hope everybody has enjoyed it. Um, it's, uh, it's been a great draft process. We appreciate you guys hanging with us throughout this entire run-up to the draft. Uh, but we'll continue to have you covered right here on Move the Sticks.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let's Make letsmakeaplan.org.